Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The storm death toll rises in the Northeast. I'm blown away. Shocked. I'm passed out. I can't believe it. The president surveys damage in Louisiana. The nation is here to help. Labor Day weekend begins with a warning. If you are unvaccinated, we would recommend not traveling. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. The death toll has shot up to at least 43 in the Northeast, where the remnants of Hurricane Ida caught states from Maryland to Massachusetts off guard this week. This man's 48-year-old neighbor and her 22-year-old son died when water rushed into their basement apartment in New York City. I heard a loud scream. It was devastating. They couldn't, nobody couldn't help them. They were very helpless. Our respondent Mola Lange is in Wayne, New Jersey. Across the Northeast, first responders rescue those in danger from rising tides and powerful floods. Boats went house to house in Delaware and Pennsylvania to save the stranded. Matt Bush Jr. escaped the water on the shoulders of a first responder. Because it's really deep and I'm cold. This is the worst I've ever seen, it, even with sand. When Hakeem Hampton's basement started flooding, he tried to drive to a friend's house to borrow a pump. You had to climb out a window? I climbed out the window because I knew if I opened the doors, all that water was, you know, get in the vehicle. Look at that tornado! Crews are cleaning up towns torn apart by tornadoes and fixing crumbled roads that swallowed up cars. Governor Phil Murphy toured the damage in New Jersey. This is going to take us some time to dig out of. There's no question about it. Tens of thousands of homes in the Northeast still have no power. The death toll from Hurricane Ida stands at at least 13 in the South. President Biden will survey the damage today in Louisiana. Governor Edwards encouraged me to come and assured me that my visit will not disrupt recovery efforts on the ground. That's what I wanted to be sure of. An investigation is underway into the deaths of at least four nursing home residents taken to a warehouse to ride out the storm. Correspondent Maria Villarreal has details from New Orleans. The last of 843 nursing home residents were relocated after state health officials deemed conditions inside unsafe. Families rushed to the site looking for answers, blindsided by the news. Of course they should be held accountable. Everyone that was here that didn't help the people that needed help. Governor John Bell Edwards vowed legal action against anyone found responsible. We're going to do a full investigation into whether the owner of the facilities failed to keep residents safe 
and whether he intentionally obstructed efforts to check in on them. With hurricane recovery efforts entering their fifth day and hundreds of thousands still without power and other critical supplies, Edwards urged calm. I know that people are anxious and tired. I'm asking people to be patient. But patience is wearing thin. Electricity isn't the only thing that's still scarce in Ida's aftermath. I'm Jim Crisula in Pensacola, Florida. It's a scene being played out across the upper Gulf Coast. Long lines of cars snaking around gas stations that have fuel. The gas lines are all at least about a half a mile long. Just a bounce trip from gas station to gas station to see who has what. Even where they have power, they don't have fuel. Most of the eight refineries in Hurricane Ida ravaged Louisiana remain offline. It's not clear when they will resume normal operations. The Labor Day holiday is getting underway, and the question is whether Americans will heed the COVID warnings. CBS's Errol Barnett with travelers weighing the risks. The barbecues and beach trips that typically wrap up the summer just might be busted this year. If you are unvaccinated, um, we would recommend not traveling. CDC direct Dr. Rochelle Walensky urged the unvaccinated to stay home and the rest of us to reconsider. People need to take their own these risks into their own consideration as they think about traveling. We were going to do a desert sunrise yoga Zoom. Guided self-care coach Jenka Gafinkel, who is vaccinated, just canceled her Joshua Tree California plans after her own recalculation. Her friend asked, are you going to feel comfortable if you go? When I really thought about that, my answer was no. Plenty of Americans agree. This holiday weekend, none of the major airlines expect to reach pre-pandemic traffic. United forecasts a 23% drop. Pandemic-related shortages are bringing some car production to a halt. GM is putting a temporary stop to operations at 15 North American plants because of a lack of semiconductor chips. Some factories in Southeast Asia have closed because so many workers there are infected with COVID. His bizarre costume set him apart from other rioters at the U.S. Capitol in January. Jacob Chansley, who wore face paint, a fur hat with horns, and carried a spear, is expected to plead guilty today. Video captured him shirtless, heavily tattooed, inside the Senate chamber. He was facing six charges, including civil disorder. Police in New Zealand are calling it a terror attack. A man with a knife went on a stabbing spree in a supermarket. Then when it was over, six people were injured. The suspect was dead. Prime Minister Jacinda The individual was under constant monitoring and it was the police surveillance team that shot and killed him within, I'm told, the space of roughly 60 seconds of the attack. Officials described the suspect as an Islamic extremist from Sri Lanka. Three of the injured are in critical condition. The weather is helping firefighters in California attack a three-week-old wildfire burning dangerously close to a popular resort town. Correspondent Steve Futterman. The winds that were pushing the fire have calmed. Fire crews are also being helped by increased humidity. The Calder fire is far from contained. It's now burned more than 210,000 acres. But for the moment, at least, South Lake Tahoe seems safe. TikTok users are flooding a Texas abortion whistleblower website with Shrek memes and fake reports after the Supreme Court allowed the state to enact the toughest abortion restrictions in the country this week. The online protesters are hoping to crash the site. The Women's March organization says it's planning a mass mobilization protest October 2nd. Here they go again. 
Alba, the Swedish pop stars who started singing together 50 years ago, have just released two new songs. They've also announced an album called Voyage, their first since 1982. It'll be released November 5th, and a holographic version of the band will present a concert series debuting in London May 27th. Department stores in California may be going gender neutral. CBS's Monica Ricks has the details. The state's not getting rid of boys and girls sections in stores, but a new bill could force big retailers to display more children's products in gender neutral ways. The state legislature passed the bill requiring department stores to have a gender neutral section, not necessarily for clothes, but more for toys and hygiene products. And it would only apply to stores with 500 or more employees, so small businesses would be exempt. On Broadway last night... A standing ovation for Waitress with Sarah Bareilles, one of the first of two musicals to return after the year-and-a-half pandemic shutdown. Vaccinations and masks were mandatory. The cast paid tribute to former member Nick Cordero, who died of COVID. His wife, Amanda Klutz, joined them on stage for an encore. And that's the World News Roundup for Friday, September 3rd. Produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? 
You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.